The Visibility Project is about story. Recognizing that everyone has had a different lived experience during the pandemic, we wanted to hear yours. The good, the bad, the challenges, the triumphs. In a series of podcasts, we will hear from our listeners who answered the questions, what has the pandemic been like for you? And what do you hope we learned during the pandemic? If I think about what the pandemic has been like for me, um, I think my answer would be around the concept of resilience. We all remember, like we all remember kind of where we were and what was happening when we started to notice that things were going to change. And much of my life revolves around my son, my teenager. And as I was starting to watch the news and recognize that um, things were going to move over and, and start impacting the states, and they probably already were, and we just weren't really aware of it. I remember looking at him and saying, hey, you just, you just need to kind of have your wits about you. Things are going to get a little different and people are going to act differently because they're going to be in fear and there's going to be fear and uncertainty and panic. And I remember just starting to prepare him for that realization. And I was probably preparing myself for it as well. But I remember just starting to have that conversation with him. And I also remember that week leading up to um, being sent home from school that I said, well, you might want to start to clean your locker out a little bit and just get things that you might want at home. And I remember the Thursday before the Friday, they got sent home from school saying, why don't you just get everything out of your locker? And I remember him looking at me like, what, like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, it just, I just kind of have a feeling. I just have a feeling that you're going to be home for school for a while. And then that happened. And we thankfully are a household where we're, we're fortunate we, we have the things that we need. We have access to the things that we need. Um, my job role can be done remotely. My partner's retired. And so it was more just a feeling of like hunkering down. And I was probably in denial for a little while. I thought like, okay, you know, a couple months, this is going to pass. Like this is going to pass. And even for a work role, I remember saying like, you know, let's just keep in mind that this is not going to be forever and, you know, keep on focusing on, you know, what are we doing for work right now in uh, recognition that I thought this wasn't going to be forever and it's still not going to be forever, but it certainly was longer than I was thinking it was going to be. <laughs> and for me, those first couple of weeks, for some reason, I just had a hard time like getting out of bed, um, getting myself ready to go. I would like roll out of bed and put on a sweatshirt and roll in front of my laptop to work. And it went on for like two weeks and I was just really kind of lethargic. I was not taking good care of myself. I wasn't feeling good about myself. My hair spent, you know, two weeks in a ponytail. And I remember the moment where I thought I can't keep doing it this way. This is not going to be good for me. And I reestablished some routines in the schedule and you know, I'm going to get up, I'm going to exercise, I'm going to get ready. I'm going to put work clothes on, even though I'm just doing remote work and can wear whatever I want. Cause I'm not, you know, out in public or even online in public. And, and I'm going to start to establish a routine. And the first day that I did that and I came out of my office and my son came out of his meetings for school and he looked at me and was like, whoa, you got dressed. <laughs> and I realized like, you know, how I'm feeling about myself is going to be really imperative to how I'm going to be able to manage all of this change and how I'm going to be able to help my family manage the change. 
and that's then what we started to do. We started to just manage the change and and work with what we had and, and deal with what we had in the moment, whether that was, you know, just designating one of us to always go to the grocery store to limit exposure. Um, I started going for walks with my neighbor. We only spent time with our neighbor. So we had a very enclosed group of people, but we still had other people that we were interacting with. So we kind of like self-quarantined um, with another, uh, another other individuals. And uh, I ensured I was getting up and going for walks and that I was eating healthy. And then I also was finding, I'm not a person who likes to take a nap, but it was like every Sunday afternoon, I was um, uncontrollably napping for three hours. And I just have to imagine that that was the stress happening in my body and my body's way of saying, you know what, you just need to, to check out. Um, I was obsessively, obsessively watching the news and checking websites, checking numbers and checking death rates and, con, you know, contraction rates. And, you know, I was doing math on percentages of, I don't even know what anymore. It seems like so long ago, but I do remember that I was obsessively on my laptop checking numbers as if somehow that would give me some sort of sense of, um, I don't know, assurance. And I also remember in my mind saying, you have to stop doing this. And I had to wean myself off. Like I would limit myself to like, Hey, I'm only going to watch 10 minutes of the news and, um, you know, 10 minutes of website checking. And then you have to go on with your day. And then I would do that again at night and not just do it all during the day. Had to get off social media um, or limit my social media. I still am limiting social media for all of those reasons. And I re remember too, when um, my son was able to go back to sports practice and how um, his demeanor and his presence and his, honestly, just his attitude completely elevated. It just really, really impacted him being able to be around his friends and to participate in an activity that wasn't just us at home, you know, throwing cornhole and playing badminton with the neighbors. Significant improvement in his, I would say, mental well-being when he was able to go back to sport practice and then back to school in person. And we're pretty resilient, pretty well cared for family. We talk about things. We have a lot of internal and external resources. And I hadn't even really noticed that he had, I guess, declined, but if he elevated so much, he must've declined. Um, and so it really pointed out to me the importance of those social interactions and those social interactions with peers. And so I guess it, to still say, I feel like you know, the story of the pandemic for me and my family has been about being resilient and adapting and just kind of shifting and pivoting in any moment, um, whether that's how we're getting groceries, um, what we're doing with our, our activities at home, how we're working, how we're going to school, how we're interacting with other family members and how we're just constantly being like, okay, well, this is a plan right now, which was actually hard for me. I'm a planner and I normally have plan A, B, and C all in place. And I think that's one thing that I did learn. If I think about answering the next question about what do you hope we learned during the pandemic? I know for me, I learned to be more adaptable, more flexible and stop mentally planning things all the time. Um, even still, um, you know, we're in a uh, football season right now and I have family traveling to come watch a game and at the end of October, I don't know if we'll have restrictions. I don't know if, what it'll be like and just letting them know like, Hey, just so you know, we might have to make a change of plans and accepting that. I think maybe what I hope we've all learned is a little bit of acceptance 
acceptance that we can't control things and acceptance of one another. Um, things have been so, so divisive. It's really intriguing to step back and take a look at, you know, when things first started around the pandemic, um, everyone came together and, you know, how can we support one another? And we're in this together and uh, all of the things we did to stay connected and just really encouraging and supporting to one another. And a year and a half later, it doesn't feel that way anymore. And it feels like we're now divisive and against one another. And I think if we could learn some acceptance and if we could learn how to bridge those divisions and stay connected and stay empathetic and stay honestly more like past empathy and more towards compassion that I'm willing to accept your perspective and that you see things a particular way. And I care about you enough as a human being that um, I guess I'm just going to acknowledge that. And I would hope that others would do the same for me, that I have a perspective and I have an experience and um, we're all we're all walking through our experiences together in the same, I don't even know how to say it, like it's the same experience except we're having individual experiences amongst that, which really just points to interdependence. I just really hope we start to be more connected and recognize our interdependence. You can stay connected with The Visibility Project by subscribing, liking, and sharing on your favorite podcasting and social apps. Look for us at The Visibility PRJ. Financial support is needed to keep the conversation going. Go to midlandfoundation.org slash give and select the Cultural Awareness Coalition Endowment Fund to be part of the project. Note podcast in your donation notes. Thank you for listening. We see you. We hear you. And together, we are making a difference.